Hello and welcome to another of Quanta's APMP series of, <laughs> of podcasts, uh, this time about the environment topic that relates to the context in which the project runs. My name is Tim O'Connor and with me is my colleague Adam Montgomery. Hello. And there are a couple of assessment criteria that we're going to be talking about here. Um, the first will be how environmental factors affect projects, so including the sector in which you work, geographical considerations, etc. And then the second will be the use of acronyms such as PESEL and SWOT that can be used as prompts in order to produce um, people thinking about areas such as political and uh, economic considerations. So we'll begin with um, the first assessment criterion that relates to the environmental factors. So, Adam, what are these environmental oh. factors of which I speak? Well, um, there, are, there are many... Um, there's all sorts of things we need to think about here. We need to think about maybe the contractual terms that we're working under. So um, wh whether you're sitting on the supplier or the customer side of the fence, um, that's going to potentially affect a, a whole range of, of things. Um, a good example is maybe the, the change control process that you need to go through. Um, you need to be very aware of, uh, not, not that I think you'd be unaware of it, but the, the sector you're working in, as you mentioned earlier, if you're working in the private <laughs> sector. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm in the oh, private it's... sector, goodness me. Um, but, but yeah, there will be big differences. I think working in the private sector, of course, is a, a huge emphasis on the, the viability of projects. If you're working in the public sector, um, you're likely potentially to be in, in any sort of high-profile project being more open to media scrutiny. Um, probably something you need to be aware of. They'll they'll find uh, have, have a go at you somehow. Also, all sorts of considerations. If you're in the public sector, there may be certain regulations and, and laws that you need to comply with. That, that in some cases the private sector is um, exempt from. So freedom of information and, and what have you. So uh, an awareness of the the, the constraints or uh, environment of the industry you're working in, uh, the contractual terms, um, some of the geographical considerations as well I mean inevitably uh, I often find myself training uh, training people in IT development these days inevitably they are uh, running project teams uh, abroad so be it uh, Singapore Vietnam um, wh wherever it might be abroad well different countries absolutely so uh, you know Wales sometimes um, so uh, yeah th these can all um uh, of course, it's going to affect how you communicate. I think uh, in, in an earlier version of this podcast, you mentioned um, <laughs> that we had to delete reasons that we weren't going to. Um, we had to, uh, you know, you were talking about just simply quite logistical considerations such as the difference in time zones. Uh, it's going to affect when you can actually speak during the day. Um, but, you know, there, there are much wider considerations uh, around the fact that you won't actually have maybe have met some of your team, which can always be a bit awkward if the only way you've ever communicated with people is via email. Not that the young generation I thought would be too worried about it. My, my daughter spends her life communicating electronically with people. It seems well to her. Anyway, uh, so those are some of the environmental factors I think you should be considering. Um, Let's have a look at uh, these tools, Tim. Do you want to talk us through... Uh, do you want to do SWOT or PESEL? Which one would you like to take? Um, I'll do PESEL, I think. Lovely, um, OK. <laughs> so PESEL is really a prompt list that can be used perhaps in a workshop so people can more readily understand the environment in which the project sits. Um, so it's short for political, economic, sociological, technical, legal and ecological. And the first of those, political, um, can involve 
UK uh, national and local politics, international politics, um, but also like the small P of politics, if you like, uh, internal politics, because if there is to be a new chief executive in place at work, it's likely that he or she would want to make their mark by doing something markedly different to their predecessor. Um, and so as a consequence, people will know that the writing is on the wall and that if a project is halfway through, it may well be something that the new incumbent doesn't wish to associate themselves with. And so that might increase the um, the risk that the project may be closing prematurely. So policy comes down from there, and so laws, um, if we're looking at the national level. Um, economic considerations affect most, if not all, projects really. And so there's lots of examples of that in the last few years since the economic downturn. So all of the abandoned building projects that were seen over the last few years, just because it no longer became economically viable to continue building office blocks and apartment blocks if there was nobody around to rent that space or, or to buy those apartments. All changed now, though. Oh, yeah. We Makes s- it sound like a sort of zombie desert wasteland that we're all skyrocketing now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> it's like an episode of Blake 7 for about five <laughs> or six years. Um, but other economic so considerations... Your references are up to date, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I stopped watching the telly about 1981. I don't think much has happened since then. Um, but other economic considerations, things like uh, interest rates, uh, inflation, price of raw materials, so fuel costs, um, copper costs and the like. <laughs> so if you've got, got an IT project, then cabling can be more expensive um, in one year than another because of demands um, for copper elsewhere in the world. Um, there can be sociological considerations. And so, for instance, um, if the project is opening a small supermarket... Um, then it is quite carefully researched as to what are the local demographics of that area. So that in itself determines what should be stocked on the shelves. Um, and so there are other more general points about attitudes to so work and leisure. Class, so lots of hummus and olives in a sort yeah. of middle class area. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, so you know, if you, sausage if you, rolls in, a, <laughs> in other areas. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe both. But you know, <laughs> but if you if you have a waitrose, then it's like you'll have thirty five different types of couscous. Um, <laughs> We need it. How on earth can you survive without it? Um, but other things like as, as regards sociological, sociological consideration, like attitudes to work and uh, and leisure. Um, I think and, I have a great attitude to leisure. <laughs> Which is, yeah, it's probably better than your attitude to work. Yeah. Um, and uh, technical considerations, <laughs> uh, particularly as things have been moving relatively quickly in uh, this regard over the last few years. Well, since Blake 7. <laughs> since since uh, <laughs> Since the invention of the combustion engine, things have just <laughs> taken off. Um, but it's if you if you're involved in projects that is relatively long, there's a likelihood that some of the technology that was okay at the start may become obsolete towards the end. Yeah, some great examples such as the the regional fire uh, centres, mm. um, regional fire centres. Uh, you remember those? Mm. Yeah, great, great example. Where they, by the time they they'd uh, got got the um, the IT ready for the buildings, it was all much obsolete and that's a rip all the buildings part and rebuild them again mm. and sometimes like vendors such as microsoft will withdraw support say for an operating system um and so if that was part of your plan all of a sudden you have to upgrade it and so being aware of those uh, those kind of things um and so using the example of the uh, the supermarket again like technical considerations would just be how how viable self-service checkouts would be and then going tying that with sociological considerations would be whether or not people will be prepared to use unauthorized them. bag in the, is that <laughs> what they say unauthorized bag yeah well in the, the, in the yeah in the bagging area yeah. <laughs> oh, no unauthorized item in the, uh, yeah, unauthorized uh, item so they just actually have somebody standing there with the microphone <laughs> um, but then legal considerations um 
generally looking at things such as health and safety, um, but then more particularly looking at employment laws, um, planning laws, whatever it is that might have an effect on the project. Yeah, because again, they're all subjects to change, aren't they? I, yeah, I guess yeah. And, much about them. And, and, and as regards being aware of them, um, this is something that the project office can help with because you may well have subject matter experts um, that are more au fait with those kind of things than project managers expected mm-hmm. to be. Um, and then ecological considerations um, relate more to what you might be able to think as being like ecological or environmental um, noise, pollution, but... It may also have a bit of an overlap. Rock with and roll ain't noise pollution, as ACDC once said. <laughs> that as well. Um, but some of these uh, these categories overlap because, for instance, um, you may well get um, grants for solar panels or um, or equivalent uh, equivalent technology um, that could really fall under the heading of technical or legal or ecological and and the idea of this really isn't it really, doesn't really matter it's just a prompt yeah it? exactly yeah yeah it's, it's not for you to to put things under under headings as such it's just for you to start thinking about things yeah. so it can be quite useful um at the start of the project so in concept and definition um but then especially in projects of any significant length it's useful to revisit the context at convenient points in the project such as uh, gate reviews mm. and you can add to this list so it doesn't have to be uh, constrained by um by pestle and um, mm. so sometimes there's a further e for ethical um, uh, an eye for industry analysis um, and so one shop would drop its prices in response to a competitor sometimes security as well I'd um, want a C for that Compe- competitors <laughs> I don't think it's a C for security <laughs> no, <laughs> no for in- industry point, is it? Well, whatever um, Adam and mm. uh, his pestle purity um, so, so again it can be quite um, a simple thing to do um, and if it's not done then it can have a big effect on the project because you can have a block of flats being completed, um, but if the business case hasn't been viable for two years, then what really was the point? Mm. You'd have to sell the flats at a loss, probably. Um, and so that's really the, the, the significance of this. Yeah, so as well as PESEL, there's also uh, SWOT that mm. uh, Adam will summarise now. Yeah, I think something worth saying because uh, projects, uh, yeah, they don't take place in a vacuum, do they, Tim? There's, a, there's possibly a joke coming out now, I don't know. No. No, there wasn't a joke. We'll save that for the course. So, uh, yeah, they, they don't have their own. That, that's the idea of uh, looking at it. We need, we need to always be uh, aware of what's going on around us. Not not the focus, of course, of the project manager. The the uh, context is something uh, likely to be undertaken by the sponsor. Yeah, but the, the project manager um, Head can down. be involved in this as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but also like, the, the, different, uh, the different levels, portfolio, um, program, you know, these... Um, these prompts will mean different things according to the mm. different level at which people work. Yeah, because these tools, of course, use uh, outside projects as well, often at quite a strategic level. Okay, so I'm just going to talk to you briefly about SWOT, SWOT analysis. SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Um, strengths and weaknesses look at the internal aspects of an organization or or maybe a, a project within that organization so so you could say well what are the strengths of our organization or the strengths of this project uh, so it may be that if, if you have a, a solid project methodology you've undertaken very similar projects in the past uh, and recently they've been successful you might consider that to be a great strength on the other hand uh, weaknesses will be if, if you're taking a big step into the unknown maybe or that you don't have the internal expertise required so again they're just prompts start you thinking about what are your strengths what are your weaknesses they're looking internally opportunities and threats are often looking externally really uh, what uh, may come in from the outside and present itself as an opportunity or or a threat uh, to your 
project. So there may be opportunities, uh, some of the stuff we discussed in PESEL really around, I don't know, emerging technologies maybe, um, competitor activities may of course be a, a threat to your project and, and so on. So SWOT is another tool that you can use. I actually personally think it works quite well. It's very broad on its own, but if you, if you, if you actually use it in conjunction with something like PESEL, I think it works very well. So you can say, what are the what are our technical strengths? What are our technical weaknesses? What are our, what are the technical opportunities and technical threats and so on? So I don't think I've got anything else to say about the environment. Nor I. Then then let's call that uh, a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye.